The following KQED production was produced in high definition. Yes, check please, people. It's all about licking your plate. The food was just fabulous. I should be in psychoanalysis for the amount of money I spend in restaurants. I had a horrible experience. I don't even think we were at the same restaurant. And everybody, I'm sure, saved room for those desserts. You better. Hi, I'm Leslie Sabraco, and welcome to Check Please Bay Area, the show where regular Bay Area residents, just like you, review and talk about their favorite restaurants. We have three guests, and each one recommends one of their favorite spots, and we send the other two to go check them out and see what they think. This week, Chris Valdir is a theological librarian with a penchant for Mexican food, who stands in line for what she says is the best-tasting, affordable Mexican fare. It's a hit with all ages. And software engineer Robert Allen is a romantic at heart. His unpretentious spot, decorated with baby photos and cat bric-a-brac, serves up Venetian specialties. But first, construction manager Brian Horn was dying to find a true New York City deli. He's discovered the place to satisfy his cravings for matzo ball soup and thinly sliced pastrami. He says, go now. You can thank him later. It's Miller's East Coast West Delicatessen on Polk Street. I just think of the place as a big old sandwich shop. You know, sandwiches are really cool because there's lots of things to do with them and there are no rules. Anything can be a sandwich, but there are some very basic rules that you can't screw up. You don't put the cheese next to the mayonnaise. I can't even tell you why, but it just is. Almost across the board, anybody says, well, what do you want to do to it? Do whatever you want to do with it. It always ends up with Russian dressing and coleslaw because that makes everything better. I'm originally from Baltimore, Maryland. My grandparents, my mom, kosher caterers, my first cousins, caterers, and Larry is the owner of the original Millers in Baltimore on Smith Avenue. Been there 50 years. He taught me a lot of what I know about the deli business. We have by far the best selection of smoked fish in Northern California. We have great Nova, great lox, sturgeon, sable. We cook our own brisket, we make our own turkeys, we make our own roast beef. Our breads, which we get from New York, our bagels, which come from New York, are baked, we cook them off here in the mornings. We have lots of people just come here every day. It's a quirky little staff. If you're from California, you think we are just far too rude. And if you're from New York, you have no idea why we're being so nice to you and accommodating. Um, but we try and split the middle. All right, Brian, you're from San Francisco. What is this with a New York deli? Leslie, I've spent enough time in New York to know what a quality sandwich is, to know what quality matzo ball soup is, and to know the certain flavors and flair that you get in, only in a New York deli. And it's a fantastic place we stumbled upon, and I go back there week after week now for many different delightful foods. What are your favorites? Um, easily the matzo ball soup to start off with, but if you get the soup with any sandwich, you're most likely not going to be able to finish the meal. But the brisket is fantastic. The Reuben is top-notch, thinly sliced corned beef. All the rye bread is shipped in from the East Coast, half-baked. Most of the meats are sent in from the East Coast as well. 
I haven't gone there and not ordered something that I've loved, and I haven't taken anybody from East Coast or West Coast that haven't loved it as well. All right, did you guys love it as much, New York? I really liked it. I was surprised at how authentic it was. I mean, it was truly a New York deli, and I gave it the test. I went straight for the pastrami, and it was amazing, really thin, really moist, and it wasn't gigantic, which is one of my pet peeves at delis as they pile it on. Just enough. I didn't have the matzo ball soup. I had the chicken noodle soup and that would kill any cold any day. Yeah. That's another telltale sign though of a good New York deli, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Of course. Having lived in Brooklyn for 10 years, I really know my way around pastrami, and I couldn't decide whether I wanted the corned beef or the pastrami, so I got the sandwich that has both, <laughs> and loved nice. it. It was wonderful, and the bread was just fabulous. I wondered where they got it from because I wanted to go get a whole loaf and take it home with me. It was so good. I was waiting for something to be bad, and it wasn't. Everything just tasted good, and it was just a wonderful atmosphere to sit and have a late Saturday afternoon lunch in. It's really interesting, too, because Robert said how he liked the pastrami and the corned beef. All the meats, as far as I know, are shipped in from the East Coast, except for the corned beef, which they get from a local San Francisco family who's been making corned beef since the 1920s, and um, they bring it over to them every day. The breads are shipped in from the East Coast, half-baked rye bread, and they finish baking out here. So, Chris, I don't think you're going to find it out here. Oh, and but and it's but good. bagels, too, they bring in from New yeah, York Yeah, bagels well. are brought in. They have the smoked salmon is delicious, knishes, like really. The knish was amazing. Oh. Yeah, it's like. Totally amazing. You walk in there and could really order anything that you would order at a New York delicatessen and get good quality food, and it was, it's great. I want to go back to the matzo ball soup, yep. because you mentioned the chicken noodle soup. The matzo ball soup, one matzo? One matzo, and All it's, right. you can go to some places and they'll give you a couple little matzas. Still normal, this is one big matzo. You're not looking to drop weight with this thing because this matzo ball is gonna reform in your stomach in a matter of minutes, <laughs> but it's fantastic. The flavor, it has just the, the chicken stock that's in it is, is delicious. And what about you? Did you have any desserts or did you have any? We unfortunately didn't save room for desserts. Same one here. Of, one of my dining companions said, we have to come back because as we walked out and we saw the desserts, we just stood there and stared in the case right. and went, we need to come back to this place. The, my other, one of my other dining companions had the kosher hot dog and mm. thought it was really good. And we also tried like the onion rings and were really, really happy. Usually onion rings are really greasy and these were not. These were wonderful. We thought this is a really great place to come. Because they also offer hamburgers and yes, you know wraps do. and things like that if you don't want to sort of go the New York deli route. The menu is extensive. Just there's so many different items on there and I'll go back and try a different thing each time and I'll still be there for years and years trying to And you actually things. hear people in there speaking Yiddish. I mean, you Absolutely. really and there's it's the the crowd is a great mix of people that are just locals that are in the neighborhood. You'll find people that you could overhear that you know are old folks from New York that are maybe retired out here that come there and each and every day to like have a good taste of have New a York and a good memory. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And it's just you can go to any any deli and get an, an average sandwich and there's plenty of good delis, but the the difference between the deli and an actual delicatessen is that you go in and they have the full plates. They have the right. the big the big meals and just the many more options and the, the quality is definitely there. Now, in, in terms of atmosphere, were you comfortable there? It's a, it's a really, and value for the money, that kind oh, of? Oh yeah. yeah, well, there is no atmosphere, let's be real. <laughs> I mean, it's tile floor, beige walls, there's not atmosphere. And I went on an evening and there was only like two other tables there, some guy working on his laptop and a couple of people chatting. So it was really quiet and slow. They had great music, all these crooners playing, so that was nice. Right. We also really enjoyed the fact that it was very casual and yeah. very 
easy to walk in there and feel comfortable. The wait staff was fabulous at really making great. us feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. Which is very un-New York, let's face yeah, it. That's I mean, true. If you're in a New York <laughs> deli, you know, what do you want? Here. Yeah. And they slap. So you, you, you've got to make concessions yeah, a, to being in California. Crew. It's a good crew there. <laughs> okay, Brian, this is your restaurant. Uh, give us a quick summary. All right, if you're looking to step into New York City, have a bowl of matzo ball soup, some hot pastrami on rye, head down to Miller's East Coast Delicatessen, you're gonna completely enjoy yourself and everybody that's with you will love it. Robert, do you feel the same way? Great pastrami, great food, cheap, can't beat it. Okay, would you go back, Chris? We are excited to have another restaurant in the city that we know and love, and we will definitely go back again. If you would like to try Miller's East Coast West Delicatessen, it's located on Polk in San Francisco. The telephone number is 415-563-3542. It's open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day. Reservations are accepted for large parties, and the average tab per person without drinks is around $15. Our next spot can accommodate diners on the patio or in the large colorful dining room. And there's entertainment for kids in the form of handmade tortillas, fresh from the grill. It's in Berkeley on 6th Street and it's called Picante. Many years ago before my wife Laura and I opened up Picante, we met in Mexico. We fell in love with the art, with the food, and most importantly with one another. The basis of Mexican cuisine is corn. My wife Laura told me that I could open up the restaurant if we ground organic corn daily for our tortillas. And so the first thing that we did was put in a comal where the tortillas are fried all day long. We grind organic corn in the morning and we make tortillas throughout the day. And we're paying respect to the history of the cuisine by making fabulous tortillas. We also pay respect to the artistry of Mexico. And when you come into our restaurant and dine here, you can see that adorning the walls are plates from Puebla, fine art from Oaxaca, and tin from San Miguel de Allende. Hanging from the ceiling are papel picado. Those are punched papers, and they're made by one of my employees right in the restaurant. you have a child, right? I mean, yes. this is a very kid-friendly place. Oh, we love to go there because it is so kid-friendly. He's four years old, and we, when the weather's a little warmer, we try the patio because spills are accommodated, you know, no big deal. And also the dining room, you can configure the tables in any way you really want to. We also love the fact that there's the tortilla-making person who makes the tortillas. She's sometimes slipping them out under the safety glass to him. He loves it. It's a great place to go, and they have a kid's menu that is easy to use for little people. What is it about the food that you enjoy? It's some of the freshest, most flavorful Mexican food I've ever eaten. And I love it because the flavors are separate. You, you taste the different flavors. They have not mushed them all together and coated it all with cheese to make it taste good. And I've also eaten off the vegetarian menu and love that. A vegetarian I mean, menu, separate. It, it's Berkeley, so it's got a vegetarian <laughs> menu. Gotta have it. All right, Robert, did you uh, have something special? 
I had things I'd never had before. I go to Picante all the time, actually, because I work near there, and it's one of our lunch pla lunch spots. And so I was a little disappointed. I was like, oh, I know this <laughs> restaurant. I want a new one. But it's good. I go there quite a lot, and I agree with you. It's fresh, and it's I described it as clean. You do taste all the flavors. Well, unlike Robert, I have never been there before, and I live in the Mission in San Francisco, so I eat Mexican food all the time. So I was kind of wondering the same thing. I'm going to go to another Mexican restaurant, but I have to drive across the bridge. So it was. It ended up being great. The tortillas were fantastic. Um, my fiance had the salad, which she said was the freshest salad she's ever gotten in a Mexican restaurant. I had the carne asada plate, which was delicious. Um, tortillas, just the best that I've ever had. And I love tortillas. The, we got guacamole and chips to start out, and all the chips, instead of being the normal triangles that you get mm -hmm. in most places, they're cut in long strips, which are great. Um, we, we really enjoyed ourselves. I think the one complaint we had as far as atmosphere was um, the main dining room doesn't have any windows. And we went over the weekend and it was extremely hot and they have a patio in the front, but the patio wasn't covered and they have metal tables. So all the metal tables are probably 120 degrees. So we, we tied the dog off and we went and sat inside and it was, it, everybody was having a good time. There was definitely a lot of kids. We really enjoyed it, but we just kind of were trapped in this big back room, but it right. was, we, we enjoyed ourselves. But the food's worth it. What are your, some of your favorite dishes? The carnitas, that's almost always what I have, whether it's in a burrito or just the plate, really good. Uh, I also like the green enchiladas. They're delicious, really spicy. I think that's the spiciest thing they make. Um, the guacamole is amazing, oh, yeah. totally amazing, Absolutely. really fresh. You can tell they only use ripe avocados. Absolutely. And the tortillas, I mean, you could, beer and tortillas, you could live on there. We didn't even see the lady making the tortillas till we were on our way out, but we had already commented on how great they were. And I, I, they came with, uh, with my carne asada plate. And the fact that we saw her actually making them, she mm -hmm. could have been in the back corner, she could have been, they could have been packaged anything, but the fact that they kind of have her out front, yeah. as Chris said, right. I didn't even know, but I mean, the, the fact that they're sliding them under the plate for the kids to have, I mean, it was just, it was And great. what are some of your favorite dishes since you go quite often? Um, I really love anything with the Montematelli's, the, these red tablecloth staining chicken. Mm -hmm. And it does come out of your clothes, but it takes a little bit of work. <laughs> I've gotten it in my shirt before. We also are really big fans of the mole. Mm. Mole is fabulous. Mm -hmm. and. We also like some of the appetizers we've had there. The chips and the guacamole is a standard order for us. Some of the other things, the flautas are always crispy and not mushy. Mm. Yeah, mm. They were mushy mm. the day I ordered them. I had never had them before. My friend always gets them, so I ordered them, and they had ladled sauce across the top of them, and they were only crispy on the ends, and I was like, dang, they're supposed mm. to be crunchy. What's interesting, and you know, I kind of had this debate, is that it's counter service, however, they deliver the food to your table. So I, my question was, do we tip the same uh, way? Like, uh -huh. you're kind of caught in this quandary. And I ended up giving the, just a, a normal tip that we would for at a waited table, but it's like they kind of, they get you up there, so I, but they don't actually have the waiter service come out and follow up with it. So it's kind of like just right. either maybe order at the counter and have us come pick it up at the counter or have a waiter come out and deal with us at the table. So what's the etiquette? Instead of 20% tipping, right, what do you do? I don't know, I still get the full 15%, but I've been told by other people that you're right. not supposed to give as much, or you don't need to, not not supposed to. But. All right, Chris, this is your restaurant, so why don't you give everybody a quick summary, what should they look for if they're going to Picante? Picante, go for the food. Absolutely fabulous food. Um, atmosphere is stripped down, but if you have kids, it comes out of the kitchen very, very fast, so you won't be sitting there waiting forever. And we love the fact that the takeout is as good as dining in. Robert? Crisp, fresh, Mexican flavors, homemade. 
Brian, what about you? If I was driving by either on the freeway, if I was in northern Berkeley, or if I lived in that area, I would definitely go there. It was a completely enjoyable meal. The food was great, and like I said, it was, it was very fresh. All right, if you would like to go to Picante, it's located on 6th at Gilman in Berkeley. The telephone number is 510-525-3121. It's open every day for lunch and dinner. Reservations are not accepted. And the average tab per person without drinks is around $13. Not hip, not luxurious, not camp, just comfortable, says Robert about his pick. He doesn't go for the atmosphere. It's about the Venetian food with Hungarian influences, lovingly cooked, that brings him back to De Flora on Columbus in San Francisco, and it brings him back again and again and again. I wanted to open up a small family restaurant with a very particular ambiance that would make people really feel uh, at home and with a, a respect for the place, like Mama's cooking. I worked the kitchen alone and there were times that I had no staff for, for the front of the room so I would actually take orders, go back in the kitchen and if I knew the client or the client was sympathetic enough, let's say, if the phone rings, do you mind picking it up or give a person a table if, you, if they look nice at any rate. So I needed somebody. And that person came in the form of Jen over here. Jen has a very refined touch. Yeah, it's She's very, delicate. A lot of things I make are very delicate, but yet there's a lot of flavor there. It's, it's very layered. And I like to use things that are in season and always trying to keep the focus in Italy. And then we do have a little secret other area we explore. Yes, yeah. Hungary which we've both been to together. We've traveled in Europe together because Flora's Hungarian. But our hearts are always in, in Venice. Are you really a romantic, Robert? I mean, you say this is the perfect date place. On a good night. <laughs> <laughs> it is a great date place. It's really quiet, it's small, it's relaxed. The service is not rushed, um, dark. It's a great date place. You can't see your date, which is always a good thing, right? <laughs> You've seen my dates. <laughs> Let's talk about the food at Deflora because that's, that's what, what it's you about. really want to talk that's about. That's really what it's about, yeah. Uh, traditional approaches, uh, classic Italian dishes, the occasional Hungarian dish, since Flora is Hungarian. Flora Gaspar of Deflora. Yes, and uh, well-prepared and fresh, ingredients, menus constantly changing. It's just a great spot. And the menu's actually handwritten. Handwritten. Yes. Fantastic right. menu. It's like, it's in a little book that you mm -hmm. open it up and they have different sheets on each page. It's handwritten and obviously she throws them, uh, changes them out throughout the, the course of the week or whatnot. And we, piatti, secundi piatti. we loved it, we loved it. It was the great, the atmosphere we thought was really enjoyable. Like you said, it was dark, it, it's a deep red paint on the walls and it was just really warm and inviting. We love the fact that Flora knows her wines. Mm -hmm. And that she was willing to, when we both kind of balked at a red, she said, oh, I can uncork a rosé or a, a 
and we went, oh. So we got one gl glass of the rosé and one glass of the white, and it was wonderful. It matched what we were eating very, very well, and we just thought it was wonderful. We had the signature sweet potato gnocchi. To die for. Uh, oh, hmm. and uh. we found ourselves with bread mopping the plate. You have because to. it was so good. I think we sent every plate back to the kitchen <laughs> Licked mopped clean. Licked clean. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think agree. I saw some people <laughs> yeah. doing that. I want to go back to the wine because that is one of the places where Flora shines. She really specializes in rare, uh, not rare, but hard to get Italian wines. And so you'll find wines on the menu there that you can't find anywhere else. And if you don't know them, and you won't, she'll walk you through the menu, and she really will help you pick a great wine. I give up. I just say, you know, bring me something that's $50 or less. Right. And she And does. the pricing is actually pretty good. I mean, she, you know, I am a wine expert, and I still was sitting there talking to Flora about the wines, because she does choose very small producers from the north and mm -hmm, from the south, mm -hmm, and things you wouldn't normally north, recommend yeah. or, or find on another list, and the Absolutely. pricing is very well done. So, well, let's get back to the food, because as you said, you're really going for the food. What else did you have besides the gnocchi? And well, the you have to have the focaccia made fresh every day, mm -hmm. and yep. it delicious. is amazing. Yeah, Salty great. and oily and delicious. Very Makes light you and fluffy. It was, want it was, that second bottle loved, of wine. We loved it, yeah. It was good. The sweet potato gnocchi, of course, Very is the good. All their salads are really amazing. They're always fresh. They use a lot of fruit ingredients in their salads. That's really nice. The sweet, um, the, the um, smoked prosciutto with the melon. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's it what was I ordered. so good. Yeah. The it was fabulous. Last week when I went, they had the three different kinds of yellow melons. Yeah. They were heavenly. I was like, move the speck aside. Give me the melons. What about um, secundi piattis? What about your main course that you had? I had the double cut pork chop, and I don't think I've ever seen a larger pork chop. <laughs> it was huge, and it was served on uh, Yukon gold potatoes, which were fabulous. That's and we threw have. Flora mm. a ringer by taking our son along. And it's not a particularly kid-friendly no. place. No, I wouldn't think so. How it's small. However, she hit it out of the park by giving us a table in the window so he could look out at Columbus, and also by serving it so that it was more family style. That's great. And what about dishes for you? Well, uh, I had the amatrachana, which they make with their uh, home-cured guanciale, which is pork cheek, and it's a lot like bacon, and it adds a smoky yumminess to any dish, and so they make it pretty regularly and use it in different dishes, and the amatrachana is onions and tomato and pork, and it's a little bit fiery, over penne, delicious. Any other dish that you had? Well, I had the, the pasta with the zucchini. It was like in a lemon zest sauce. It was really good. Um, my future aunt had the duck liver, which kind of threw us all for a loop. And while I'm not a big duck liver fan, I did try a bite, and the liver was the liver, but the sauce that was on the outside was fantastic, and she, she absolutely loved it. And everybody, I'm sure, Saved room for those desserts. You better oh, Mary Beth Marks, yeah. yes. Okay, yeah. who wants to jump in on that one? Because uh, the Robert. lemon pistachio cake. Easy. I hope you had oh, it. Oh, yeah. That Slam rocks. dunks. Yep. It's so amazing. It's really light. She actually uses pistachios in the cake, and it's almost Mediterranean, super lemony sweet but not cloying. I'm not a big dessert person and it's amazing. The whole body of the cake was actually crushed up pistachio yes. and it was just fantastic. Now, um, you mentioned this is really a date place. I mean, the atmosphere is romantic, it's small. But it's a great, comfortable spot for a good conversation. You can sit there for hours and eat and talk and have amazing wine and amazing food. Robert, this is your restaurant. Um, 
tell everybody you know what they should be looking for uh, when they go. They should be looking for some traditional recipes prepared with the Bay Area's best ingredients, prepared with love by three amazing women. Okay, would you go back, Chris? Definitely, we wanna go back. I think this the next time we'll make it a couple's place, just because <laughs> it, would, it would be a much more enjoyable place to spend more time right. and to linger over the food a little bit more. Get the okay. babysitter. Get the babysitter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Brian, what about you? I would go back. I, I don't know if I would personally rush back myself, but I would definitely recommend for other people to try it because, it, like I said, it's not your standard North Beach. And depending yeah. on what you're, what you're in the mood for, what type of food, but, I mean, if somebody's going on a date or they just want to try some fantastic Italian that's different than all the rest of them that kind of stand out differently in North Beach, I would definitely recommend they go back to it. All right. DeFlora is located on Columbus at Filbert in San Francisco. The telephone number is 415-981-4664. It's open every day for dinner except Mondays and Sundays. Reservations are recommended and the average tab per person without drinks is around $45. I want to say thank you to you all, my guests on the show this week. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we featured Brian and Miller's East Coast West Delicatessen on Polk Street in San Francisco, where we all agreed you can get a real taste of New York. Chris Valdir's choice of picante was a hit with everyone. Fresh Mexican flavors served up in a fun atmosphere that's very kid-friendly. And chosen by Robert Allen, DeFlora's comfortable ambiance and great food worked its charm. Now, if you want more information on these and all the restaurants featured on Check Please Bay Area, don't forget to visit our website. Okay, now this show has been without too much controversy. Three different restaurants, but you never know. <laughs> Don't forget to join us next time when three new guests will recommend their favorite spots right here on Check Please Bay Area. I'm Leslie Sabraco, and I'll see you then. Cheers. 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 This show is available in high definition, on demand, and via podcast. For additional information on the restaurants featured, to comment, or to apply to be on the show, go to our website at kqed.org slash check please. A KQED television production.